Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. For today's episode, I'm interviewing Mark Hirschberg. Mark is the author of the Career Toolkit, Essential Skills for Success That No One Taught You. Educated at MIT, Mark has spent his career launching and fixing new ventures at startups, Fortune 500s, and academia. He's developed new software languages, online marketplaces, new authentication systems, and tracked criminals and terrorists on the dark web. Welcome, Mark. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me on the show. It's my pleasure to be here. Well, before we get into the skills uh, in your career toolkit, let's talk a little bit about your background. So share what you think our listeners need to know. I've had this very interesting background that led me here. When I came out of MIT in the 90s, I started as a software engineer. And I realized early on I wanted to become a CTO, a chief technology officer, the person in charge of the engineers. What I soon realized was that being the CTO wasn't just about being the best engineer. Yes, I had to be good at that. But there were all these other skills, leadership, communications, negotiating, team building, No one ever taught me these skills, but those are the ones I needed to get to the top of my field. And so I realized I had to develop them in myself. Yeah. Now, as I was doing that, I quickly realized they're not just for executives. These skills are for everyone, senior leaders, mid-career, entry-level people. They're for founders and solopreneurs. We all benefit by having these skills, but again, no one's been teaching them to us. So I began to upskill my team, not just myself, but my whole team so they could benefit as well. As I was doing this, we had some surveys done at MIT where they were talking to different companies. And it turns out companies want these same skills, leadership, team building, communications, but they're not finding it in their candidates. And I'm not just referring to the candidates from MIT or just engineers or just new grads, but they said, everyone we hire, we want these skills and we can't find it. So in parallel to my career of building tech startups, traditional ones, and helping Fortune 500s and all the work I've done there, in parallel, I've been teaching at MIT's Career Success Accelerator Program, which we created 20 years ago when we recognized this gap. And so I've been teaching these skills at MIT and elsewhere, and of course now have the book, the speaking, the app, and other things I do. So I've had this interesting parallel career building companies and teaching these skills. Oh, I love that you're you're doing that and you're investing in your folks and everybody else. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. because the team does so much better when the individuals learn to be better. Absolutely. Uh, so you published the book, The Career Toolkit, Essential Skills for Success That No One Taught You. So can you just, uh, I know you mentioned a few skills. Can you give us just a quick overview of what uh, the skills are in the book? Certainly. 10 skills in three different sections. And again, these skills, this isn't just something I came up with one night. These skills come from surveys done at MIT and other universities of the timeless skills companies keep looking for but can't find. Section one, careers, how to create and execute a career plan. Chapter two, 
is working effectively, things like managing your manager, understanding corporate culture. Chapter three, interviewing. Now, there's plenty of content out there on how to answer questions as a candidate, but many of us have to hire our peers and subordinates, and we've had no training. So chapter three focuses on how to hire other people. The second section, leadership and management, a chapter on leadership, and the two on management focus on the people side of management and the process side of management. And then the third section, interpersonal dynamics, has chapters on communications, networking, negotiating, and ethics. Wow. I love you. You're essentially serving the whole career of the person. That's exactly right. And that's why it is the career toolkit. It is there to support you. It's a toolkit with lots of different tools in it for you. And by the way, this book does not have to be read in order. It's designed so that I recommend read the first few introductory pages. But if you want to start with networking, jump right to chapter eight. Then if you want to learn to be more effective at your job, go back to chapter two. Pick up the tools when and how you need them and not necessarily in the order in which they're laid out. Oh, I love it when books have that, right? It's a, it covers a lot of different areas. You can go to the ones that are important to you, but there's, it just, it, it's like you went out and did all the research and the curating for us, <laughs> right? And then we have it in a nice little book. That's exactly right. Yes. And you get as well in the app where it's in your pocket. The app, which is free, by the way, takes on the highlights from the book. So you can either have it when you need it. Oh, I'm about to go into a networking event. What was the stuff I read in the book? I'll just open it up in the app and quickly flip through it. Or it also works where each day at a time you set, you get a push notification. Because how often do you read a book and say, wow, this is great advice. <laughs> and then you forget three weeks later. Yeah. By having it do this passive push, you only need to open the app once a month just so we know you're still active, we're not bothering you. You get that pop-up notification, you look at the tip, go, oh, right, that was a good piece of advice, swipe it away, done, and that's going to help you retain what you read. I love it. You're very astute with human nature. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I've been teaching for 20 plus years, and so <laughs> you pick up a thing or two about how people learn yes. and what is going to help them. Oh, I love it. Well, okay, so those are the skills. Uh, let's get into, that's the what, let's get into the how. So how do we best develop these skills? These skills are different than how we typically learn new knowledge. If you think about what you did in high school or college, it's sitting there memorizing the book, memorizing the lecture notes, and effectively regurgitating the information on the test. <laughs> and that's fine if, for example, you're an accountant and you need to know what are the new accounting changes this year, go watch a seminar, learn here's what rule changed how, and memorize it. And that's fine. The problem is these skills aren't so simplistic. There is no formula for leadership. There's no three steps to always communicate. They're a lot more subtle. So we want to learn them in a different way. And the techniques that we use in our class at MIT, in fact, the techniques used at top business schools involve a peer learning model. Now, you can do this yourself at your company or on your own. And by the way, there's a free download on the resources page to help you do this. What you want to do is create groups. I recommend about six or eight people in size, but you can do bigger or smaller. And then you engage with some content and discuss it. So for example, if you're using my book, you might read part of the chapter on leadership. And then when you discuss it, you and I are sitting down with some other people and, okay, what did you get out of it? Oh, that, that's really interesting. I had a different perspective, but 
you have a good point too. Someone else may say, well, I have a leadership challenge coming up. And we could talk about how we might approach it and bat around ideas. That's how we can gain some experience. Because the reality is I can't go to my team and say, hey, I'm going to try leading a different way today. And then if I screw it up, say, <laughs> you know what? Do over. Doesn't count. Forget everything I just said. <laughs> but in this peer learning group, it's the equivalent of playing a scrimmage game in sports. Okay, th- this one doesn't count. We're just going to practice. We're going to try some things around. We can also gain experience during that discussion. So I might say, oh, I had a similar situation and here's what I did and here's what worked. Here's what didn't. So we can learn from each other. And now if you want to use my book for this, you certainly can. I lay out how to do it, but you don't even need to use my book. You can use other books. You can use articles or content online. You can use a great podcast like this one. The key is to get people together, engage with some content, and then have that discussion because it's in the discussion that you'll get into the richness of these subtle, important skills. I love that. Uh, Like create your own little mastermind group, essentially. Yes. You don't need to have some expert who you're paying lots of money to, to do this. Perhaps if you're at the very, 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 very top level and you really do need the world-class expert. But for most of us, you just need to really start to engage with the content. You can learn from other people and they can learn from you. Now, what about the, the, so you've, you've talked it through with someone, you know, you've got that ready to go. What about the, the actual time where you're out and you need the practical application? Thoughts on that? That is a matter of trying and reflecting and looking at how you do and learning to do better, taking feedback from others, feedback from yourself. But here's an important thing to understand. You don't have to be world-class to get amazing results. An example I like to use is with negotiating. Now, negotiating is one of these things. We all know what it is. We've heard of it. We probably want to do it better, but don't know how. Let's consider the following example. Suppose you're 25 years old and you go out and you get a job offer for $60,000. But instead of just accepting the job, you've learned to negotiate. You perhaps read my book or another book, and now you want to go and negotiate the job before you accept. It's going to take you about five minutes in a phone call or in an email, and you negotiate and you get $61,000. That's just $1,000 more. That's not a lot. We can all imagine doing that. But if you then stay in this job for the next 40 years, you do nothing else in your career. You just sit there. You've gotten yourself with that one five minutes of negotiating $1,000 more for 40 years. You just earned $40,000 in five minutes. (laughs) But of course, you're thinking, well, there's no way I'm staying in this job for 40 years. And you're right. You will have other jobs. You will have promotions. You will have raises. It will be more than $1,000 each time. If you learn to negotiate, we're not talking about being the world's best negotiator. We're talking about getting just a little bit better, getting that extra $1,000 each time. You can add tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of dollars to your lifetime earning. Yeah. Now, for negotiation, by the way, it's not just salary that we negotiate. We negotiate with customers and suppliers and coworkers and it helps in a lot of other cases. And now here's the even bigger secret. It's not just this skill. I use negotiations to show it because we can do the math. $1,000 times 40. Okay, right, $40,000. But if you get a little bit better at communicating or leading or networking, you're going to get the same benefits. 
not because someone says, oh, you're a better communicator, so here's $1,000 more, <laughs> but you're a better communicator. You're going to get the job, the promotion, be put on this important project, be put in front of the senior leaders. Getting just a little bit better at any of these skills is going to provide a massive ROI, return on investment for your career. Absolutely. And I'd say not even just in your career, I'd say in your personal life as well. Very true. Many of these skills, they apply outside of the office. Funny, when um, my husband and I were talking about getting married, I I gave him an emotional intelligence book and we were going to start discussing it. He's like, why do I need to study to get married? I'm like, it's part of having (laughs) a healthy relationship, right? We don't, you know, I mean, you don't go to school and get a textbook on how to have healthy relationships. But I think like books such as these help you in, in all areas of your life. Absolutely. I mentioned negotiations aren't just for salary and we negotiate with our coworkers. Yep. Guess what? We negotiate with our spouse and our children Absolutely. all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> in fact, when I teach negotiations, people often say, oh, I'm, I'm not good at it. It's not natural. And I point out, have, have you ever asked your parents what you were like when you were three? Because I guarantee at some point you said, I don't want to eat my vegetables. And then you'd start negotiating. What if I just eat one of them? Yes. I still have dessert. Or pushing your bedtime later. Kids do this naturally. And then somehow we lose those skills as we grow up. Yeah. We are natural negotiators. Oh, yeah. Well, and it sounds like your book covers a lot of emotional intelligence type topics as well. It does. It really gets into the way we engage with other people. Yeah. And that really, that's what makes our job so difficult. If you think about what we do, now I work in technology. People think, oh, technology, super complex. The reality is you don't need a PhD to do the stuff that we do. Most software, it's pretty straightforward. You could have a 12-year-old understand the flow. If you think about, for example, a rideshare service, well, we need to build an app that says, here's my location, and I need a car to go from here to there, and then let's see what cars are in the area and available, and we'll send out a notice, and one of them says, I'll do it, and then they send the car to you. It's a pretty straightforward flow. And so what makes it hard isn't that the business itself is super complicated, It's that we somehow miscommunicate and have misunderstandings all throughout the process of creating and operating our business. And these are the skills to help you do better in that respect. I love that. So why don't we teach this more in colleges? Uh, Great question. (laughs) The university system goes back about 900 years and it's run by professors, Now, they are wonderful people. I work with them regularly, but professors are trained to be deep experts. The university system comes out of that research background. And so when we go in as an undergrad, we say, oh, I I think I want to study marketing. The marketing professors, the experts in the field say, okay, well, we have decided here are the classes you need to take, some introductory classes, some intermediate. We'll let you pick a few advanced ones. Do all that. Oh, and the university might throw in a math class, a history, some general requirements. If you do all that, we'll give you a piece of paper that says you have a bachelor's in marketing. Now, what does this say? It does not say you are a good marketer. It certainly doesn't say you're a good employee. It simply says you have acquired this level of knowledge in marketing. That's all it says. That was fine for most of the history of the university system. 
certainly in the 17th, 18th, 19th centuries, the only people going to universities were the very rich who weren't exactly looking for jobs. They had money already. Even in the 20th century, if you think back to the office in the 1950s, said, okay, I'm a freshly minted marketing grad. You went in as a cog in the machine and your boss said, well, it says here, you know, marketing. So you're going to sit at your desk. I'm going to come over, tell you to do some marketing thing, come up with a slogan, (laughs) come up with a design. And when you're done, bring it to me and I'll give you more work. You'd say, okay, yes, sir. And you sat there as a cog and you just focused on marketing alone. But over the last few decades, what we've seen is a transformation of the office where we've moved to flatter teams. We've gotten rid of middle management. We've changed to more dynamic teams. And it's no longer your boss says, I know more than you, and I'm going to tell you what to do and just have you do the grunt work. Now your boss says, okay, team of marketers, accountants, engineers, people with different backgrounds, we need to solve this problem, achieve this goal. I don't know how to do it, but together we're going to figure it out. And so it's no longer being the cog and just saying, I will regurgitate that marketing knowledge. Now you need all these other skills to fit into that team and deliver value. And unfortunately, the university system, which moves very slowly, has not yet adapted to this and will probably take a couple more decades to do so. Yeah. So we have to find our own resources like the Career Toolkit. Exactly. And that's why, by the way, these peer learning groups are a great way to do it. Absolutely. You can do it in your company. Perhaps you yourself can start or you can get HR to start it. Again, it's completely free. If your company doesn't do it, start it yourself outside of the company. Create a local meetup group. Find some friends. Do it yourself. But you have to take ownership because neither the universities nor the companies are doing it. Yeah. Now, earlier, speaking of taking ownership, you had mentioned managing up. And I have been a big proponent of this. I mean, I was even into managing my professors when I was in college, right? Managing up. Um, Now, some folks are like, why why do I need to manage my boss? So what would your response be to that? We're going to use another college analogy. When you were in college, the way to impress your professor, your boss at the time, sufficiently was to get lots of right answers. That's all you had to do. Literally, there was a test. There was a little box that said, (laughs) here's where to put the answer. And if you got a lot of answers, you got a good grade. The more answers, the better your grade. That was simple. Yeah. Life is not like a test. There aren't, here's the spot to put the answer. (laughs) In fact, sometimes it's asking What's the right question? Yes. If your boss asks you to do something, you might say, wait, instead of getting you the answer, the thing you want, should we be answering this other question instead? It's knowing how to get that answer to your boss. So here's a really trivial example. I am not a morning person, and my team knows this. (laughs) If you want to pitch me a big idea, catching me as I'm walking into the office at 9 or 9.30 and saying, hey, Mark, let's sit down. I'm going to show you this really great idea. My brain is still trying to turn on. That's not a good time to pitch me. I'm not going to be as receptive or responsive. On the other hand, if you catch me at three in the afternoon or honestly even at 11 at night, I'm going to be much more responsive. And so when we do things, again, this is a really trivial example. We get a little more deep and complex in the book. But with the test, you knew exactly when, where, and how to give the answer. Yeah. We don't have those guidelines in the office. And so we have to figure it out. We have to understand when am I going to do it? 
how am I going to do it? Do I send my boss an email? Do we have a one-on-one meeting? Should it be a PowerPoint presentation? So we have to figure out the answers to the mechanism for delivering the answer instead of having it given to us as it was in college. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is an invaluable skill. Now, you also cover, uh, taking this a little further, managing and leadership skills in the book. So why would an individual, and of course, I fully support that as well, but for that person that's asking, I'm just joining the workforce, why do I need to know about this? What would your response be to that? It's a very common question. These will help you even as an individual contributor. And I'll give two examples. The first is when companies say, we want leaders, they don't mean we want more people with very senior titles because they just don't have enough people (laughs) to manage if everyone's a leader. Leadership is not about a title. It is about taking initiative. And companies want junior people who will stand up and say, hey, everyone, I have an idea. Here's what we should be doing, how and why. That is leadership and understanding why and how that's leadership will help you be better, will help you stand out. And it will be like that 1% or that $1,000 more you get negotiating. Doing that just a little bit, all of a sudden, it's going to put you in this path where you're doing better, you're standing out. Yeah. Now, in terms of management, here again, it's not about, oh, well, I'm in charge of you and I'm going to decide what you're doing today. But how often do we have to sit down on a project? You and I are working together okay, how are we going to do this? And maybe I want to convince you to work on the hard part of it because I really don't want to do that. Well, I can't command you. I can't say you have to do it. I have to convince you to do it. We manage our coworkers all the time, Mm -hmm. maybe not on who's doing the hard part, but on other things, on projects where it's not about formal control. It's about the techniques of how we engage and collaborate with others. So even as an individual contributor, leadership and management skills matter and will make you more effective. Yes, I love it. So obviously people need to read this book further to get this information. Can you share a little bit about your products and or services in addition to the book and where they can get it, obviously? You can go to my website, thecareertoolkitbook.com. And there you can see where to buy the book, Amazon, other places. You can get in touch with me if you want to bring me into your company or just to ask a question. You can follow me on social media, see additional content I put out each week. There's the free app I mentioned. So if you go to the app page, it will take you to the Android and iPhone stores. We can download that free companion app. There's also the resources page where there's a number of free resources, including the development guide we mentioned earlier. Now, all of this is at thecareertoolkitbook.com. There's also a second free app at cognoscomedia.com, C-O-G-N-O-S-C-O media.com. We have the Brain Bump app, and that's a general version of the app I mentioned, the Career Toolkit app. That's currently available just in Android, although we're hoping it will be approved for the Apple Store soon. And that's going to have content not just for my book, but other books, blogs, podcasts, and classes, giving you the same way to help retain and access the knowledge from those as well. So that's brainbump at cognoscomedia.com. Oh, that's great. Okay, your final piece of advice for our listeners. These skills are ones that you want to learn early in your career because they're going to give you that fantastic ROI. Now, even if you say, oh, but I'm already 40, 50, 
you're still going to get that ROI. It's like compound interest. The earlier you do it, the better, but everyone gets an advantage. So don't worry about trying to be the best. Just focus on getting a little bit better and you're going to get great returns on that investment. Oh, that is awesome advice. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mark. Thanks for having me on the show. If you'd like to learn more about Mark, visit his website at careertoolkitbook.com. Interested in expanding your employee development program? Visit christinaeans.com to look at the many workshops Christina has available for you.